when the Bible starts to mean something to you, when God's words start to mean something to you in your life, and you read it, and it's God talking to you, and He means what He says, and you know. our research on this subject, we found uh, a lot of churches are still confused about what happens to a person when they're redeemed or when they're saved. Uh, The scripture tells us when a person is redeemed or when they're saved, they can no sin remain in their spirit, become a new creation, a new creature. There's no place for sin in that spirit, in your spirit at all. And then in Ephesians we find, in Colossians, in the Paul's writings, we, he shows us not only are we redeemed and that our spirits are made new, brand new, then they're sealed. So the question is, how can sin get in your spirit? Okay? When you're a new creation, a new creature. That's what a new creature what's what a new creation and a new creature is, free from sin. Think about it. Think about it in light of the scripture, not in light of re- religious teachings and religious trainings, but in the light of the scripture, the word of God. Okay. So What God was saying to us or to myself in this year to give to Grace Christian Center uh, is that he will give us in this year, 2020, more of the supernatural goals and desires. Supernatural goals and desires. They can be interpreted to be dreams. Dreams are what? Something that you expect to come in the future, right? It's a dream that you have. These dreams that were spoken of here are the dreams that come to you while you're asleep at night. That's what Joel's dreams were. That's what Daniel's dreams were. That's what was going on with Daniel's ministry. That's not what's happened. This dream here is a future event to take place in your life supernaturally beyond your ability to accomplish it. God will put that desire in you. It will come into your spirit, but it will be beyond your ability to accomplish. And so, therefore, when this happens to you, and listen, that's what he's warning this church about for 2020. He's bringing it up to you now so that you'll know and expect it in 2020 for this to start happening in your life. That's what this is all about. It's supernatural goals and desires coming to a person beyond their ability to accomplish in their own might and power. Cheryl and I have been living this kind of life from the beginning. Are you listening? 
of the beginning of our Christian life. This is the life that we've been living. Like when we were directed or led to go to Rama Bible Training Center. We did not know that it even existed. So if you, do, you, if you do not know that something exists, how can you have a desire to go there? We had no desire to go there. But we knew that something was required of us from the calling. The calling to us required us to enter into a, an arena that we're not prepared for. So we knew that something was required of us. And so at that time, we were attending the Methodist Church. And uh, the, at that time, and they probably may still do, I don't know, but at that time, the Methodist organization had an agreement with, the, with Duke University, their divinity school, that a person could attend... Uh, the divinity school without any, without any <clears throat> uh, college background. They were, they were, uh, lay people could go and uh, uh, attend uh, classes for a period of time. I forget now where it was, two years or whatever it was, and get a, a divinity degree. And then they could become Methodist ministers. Well, not knowing any difference about anything, we started to pursue this particular endeavor. That's not supernatural. We can do that. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about things that you and I can accomplish ourselves. We're talking about something that comes up in your spirit as a desire that is beyond your ability. Okay? Now, here's the thing. Here's why this warning is coming. It's to warn you not to disregard it because it's beyond your ability. Because God's telling you already when it comes up, don't get, don't disregard, stay with it, be led, follow, flow, engage, because He's going to cause it to come to pass. When uh, we had no clue that Ramah existed, uh, all of a sudden, we're, see, we're hungry. We're hungry people. After we got, uh, mom said she was already saved. I got born again and we both got filled with the Holy Ghost. We started seeking God in every place we could. Our church wasn't encouraging that. Our church didn't encourage you to seek God. Our church didn't encourage you to pray in tongues. Our church, our church didn't encourage you to pray in any manner to expect any kind of answer. They just prayed religious prayers because that's what they do. And all of a sudden we're, we're confronted or we, we, we come to a place in our life where we have to, we have to make some choices. We have to choose to take a different route, to go a different road that we've never been on before. We know nothing about. And at that time, Kenneth Hagin came to Charlotte. I, we didn't know who Kenneth Hagin was. We had never heard of him. We didn't. We may have heard of him, but we had never heard his ministry. In those days, it was at the beginning. And he came to Charlotte with the full gospel businessmen, held a meeting out at the heart of Charlotte, Holiday Inn on North Tryon Street, 
That's where Cheryl and I went to that meeting first time. And at that meeting, we heard that he had just started Rama Bible Training Center that year. That was our first acknowledgement or knowing that it even existed. When that information came to us, then a desire came inside of us to go there. That's beyond our ability. So from that, from that point until we, it took two years from that point. From that point for those next two years, we had, we were being trained and taught by the Holy Ghost how to be led by Him. We were having to make a choice to trust God, believe God. Not trust man, believe man. Trust God, believe God. That's what God is telling you for 2020. You're going to have to, he's going to put you in a position here by revealing some desires in you spiritually. It's supernatural. It's not natural. It it, it will affect your natural life. There'll be things that he's going to give you desires for that's going to affect your natural life. But they're supernatural in their, in their, uh, unveiling. They're not natural. They're supernatural in their unveiling. And when you start to follow it, see, if, as you start to uh, encounter the Holy Spirit in this manner, you'll find that He doesn't give you uh, what you think you need up front. He doesn't tell you the whole plan. Because here's why. There must be an element of faith involved. Has to be. And that element of faith is what, is what, uh, causes us to function and flow as God requires. He requires us to flow in faith. So if He told you everything, if He came down and sat beside your bed or walked you in the park or rode with you in the car and told you everything that's going to take place, it would not take any faith for you to obey it. You would just obey what you were told. So God's going to tell you enough to require faith for you to follow it. And so from what I can gather here, somewhere Some people in this church have arrived at the place in their faith walk that they're eligible to be led by the Holy Ghost into the supernatural 2020 dreams and visions or desires and goals, whichever you want to call it. There's some goals God's going to put it. See, we didn't have any goal to go to Ramah. We didn't even know it existed. But once... Once we found out about it, then the goal, then our, then it's a goal started inside of us in our spirit to go there. And so now we have to follow, we have to do certain things. There's a checkoff list that you have to do. We had to liquidate everything that we owned. We had to pay all of our outstanding accounts. We paid everything off. We sold everything, paid everything off. 
thinking, <laughs> you know how we would think, thinking that we're going to accumulate funds to carry us through our endeavor to where we're going in the unknown to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay? And so this is where, this is where the Lord said to purchase a vehicle, a new car. And, and we were in the process of doing that. And we, we, he directed us supernaturally to a dealer. And this man was a Christian man. And he was involved in the full gospel businessman in Hickory, in Statesville, or up at Hickory. And so when he found out what we were going to do and what God had called us to do, he was all excited. And he wanted to help us and he wanted to be a blessing. And so he set up a program on his own that that uh, did not flow with what God's program was. Okay, he was taking he was taking the supernatural out and putting it in the natural. Sounded real good. What he had done is on his own he went out to men in the full gospel businessmen chapter that he belonged to, and he told them what was happening. Ask for a number of men who would make the car payment for us monthly for three years. He needed thirty-six. He needed thirty-six men, or or a number of men who would who would take care of the the payments on the car. It would be no no responsibility for us financially. That sounded good, except. Except that's not what God said. So when you know He starts telling me about this program, and I'm thinking, "Hey, that'll be gr- that's great." You know, that's extra. That's uh, if it was a hundred by thirty-six hundred dollars extra that we'll have to go to Tulsa that to carry us through our endeavor. So I come back. We I came home and was in the process. Had to go back the next day and. And do the finalization. And while I'm shaving that morning, the Lord said, what are you doing? And I'm excited. I mean, you know, I'm all excited. And I'm telling him, hey, we're, we're doing this. And he said, that's not what I told you to do. I told you, you pay for the car. Not somebody else pay for the car. You pay for the car. Well, immediately my mind goes, well, I start subtracting out. I, we have X, and we have a debt. Now I got to take all that debt out of this out of what we have, and that's reducing this down in its own purpose. But I don't realize it. You know what's its own purpose? Because it has to be faith. It ain't faith if you got it in your pocket and you go out there for whatever the period of time, and you have it all in your pocket. We went out there with with. Uh, a, th- a few dollars and they ran out real quick. That was God's plan, not my plan. Because when you have your family in a whole new environment and all of a sudden you have no income coming in and all income coming out, to me, the feeling wasn't good. It wasn't a good, exuberant feeling. It was a sickening feeling. Because why? Because I'm running face to face against the wall of learning how to hear, obey in faith. 
Faith requires you to stand out above with nothing under you except your trust in God. And we didn't know anything about that. We're learning on the job daily what it means to trust God. You're either going to trust God and make it, or you're going to trust man and fail. It's just that simple. This is what your future is. You're going to trust God, and he's going to take you into these supernatural places, and things are going to happen in your life. Only God gets the credit. The majority of Christians that you see today have a natural life. They don't have a supernatural life. They have a natural life. Why? Because they've never encountered, they've never had the opportunity. They do not understand. God's never said to them, 2020 is going to be a year of dreams and desires. Supernatural. He's saying that to you this morning. What we're talking about today is a desire that is beyond what you and I can do. God's telling us in advance, do not turn away, but pray. That's what praying in the Holy Ghost is all about. This is why most people will never get to this place because they, most people, most Christians do not pray in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost is a requirement in this endeavor. Because when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you put God on the scene in an, in an environment that you have no, not, you don't have anything to do with it except you engage in it. And you start praying to God about things that you don't know, only He knows, but He puts the desire in your heart for you to do it. And as you start praying in other tongues, things start being, uh, uh, hindrances start to be removed that you didn't even know was there. Naturally, you would have been defeated by them. But spiritually, they're defeated by the presence and the power of God in your own life. Because it's only saved people that can do this. When you got saved, something happened to you. Supernaturally. And you need to know all the ins and outs about it. So you pray. Prayer is the door opener for God to get involved in a supernatural way. God is saying to this church... That in 2020, this is going to happen right here to you. And when it comes, pray, 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 and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And watch what God accomplishes in your life that is beyond your ability. Trust me, it's exciting. It's an exciting life. When it's, when you look back and you say, wow, that was all God. He's not going to send you messengers all the time to inform you that, that it's Him. This is where that relationship, this is where the, the, the knowledge comes to the relationship with Him. God's looking for a relationship with each one of you that's greater today than it was yesterday. You listening to me? God's looking for a relationship in this church in 2020 greater than the relationship that you had with him in 2019. He's, that's what he's looking for. He will not force it on you and make it happen. He just offers it to you and you accept it because you have a desire.
to know God, to know more about, not, not just know about God, but to know Him on a personal level. To know Him and have such great convincing conviction. That's called trust. When the Bible starts to mean something to you, when God's words start to mean something to you in your life, and you read it, and it's God talking to you, and He means what He says, and you know. See, in that conversation at the temple a while ago, we read with Miriam and Aaron, God was upset with those people. They were challenging Moses, His person. And He explained to who Moses was. And if you, if you read on Father in that encounter, right after that, God sent, sent Miriam away from the congregation for seven days with leprosy. Now, you know, that's, that was under the law, and that's how he was dealing with them. He doesn't deal with you and I. You don't have to be afraid of God putting leprosy on you. Doesn't happen because the resurrection has occurred. Jesus has defeated all this on our behalf. Okay? Our God is a wonderful God. He's not hard to understand, but you got to want to understand Him. You can't go around saying you don't understand and then understand. You have to start saying, see, faith is required. What is faith? What's the spirit of faith? I have the same spirit of faith. I believe and therefore I speak. You believe and speak before the manifestations show up. But you have to believe it because God said it. Then you say it out of your mouth because you believe it and you won't back up on it. You wouldn't change it. Because you believe it. See, we say flippantly, God loves me. But do we really know the depths of God's love for us? Do we have we spent the time to really understand and comprehend when the scripture says God loves us? And Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection is a 100% example of God's love for us. Then our acceptance of that places us in a relationship with God that never, ever, ever, ever diminishes. You can't do anything to make God mad at you. 